great to have all the campuses joining us today. Welcome to Kaitaia, Whangarei City, West, Rotorua, and Sydney. So good to have the church family together today. Let's pray before we come to the Word of God. Father, I thank you for your presence in every campus and alongside every person. I pray as I share from your Word today, you'll speak powerfully and specifically to every person that is taking time to be in church today. Father, may they hear your voice. May they hear something that will help them in their journey towards you, to knowing you more and more. Bless each and every one, I pray in Jesus' name. Hi, everybody. I do want to talk to you today about fitness. Isn't it the rage all around the world? Getting fit, people running, walking, you know, doing steps. It's magazines, it's on TV, there's documentaries, there's videos. It's crazy. Get yourself fit. It screams at us and virtually no one can avoid that message. In fact, it's got to me as well. And it's a good message. And so I've got my own way of getting physically fit. And I hope you have as well, because it is important. So I have a Fitbit watch here that you can see here. And I've got to do my goal 10,000 steps per day. And I'm here to tell you, not to boast, well, just a little bit. 90, 99% of the time, I do my 10,000 steps uh, for the day. Well, maybe 95% of the time. It's not bad. And also, I play the greatest game on planet Earth that miserabilizes anyone who watches it, and that is golf. Actually, a lot of people find it very boring. But hey, when you play golf, you have to walk a long way. And I walk further than most. Do you know why? Because my ball goes in all different directions. And so I end up fitter than those that I usually play with. But physical fitness is important. And I want to encourage you in it. But I want to talk about something today that is far, far more important than physical fitness. And that's spiritual fitness. Getting yourself strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So let's read a scripture together. 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little. So hey, it's got some profit there, some value. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise for the life that now is and that which is to come. So bodily exercise does profit. I encourage you to do it. Hey, it's a responsibility I have for the gift, or you have, we all have for the gift of the body that God has given us. We need to look after it. Don't look after your body. You're not going to be able to get very far in life. So it is important to do that. But it's more important to exercise ourselves towards godliness, which is profitable for both in this life, being spiritually fit is going to help you in this life, but also in the life to come. Physical fitness is of value, but really it's not something that goes with you into heaven. Spiritual fitness is yours for eternity. And it's my prayer, my desire that Church Unlimited has the most spiritually fit people in the nation and that our churches are spiritually incredibly fit. And spiritual fitness, can I say this? It's not just about being good in the Word and in prayer and in worship. I've noticed over the years that some people who are great in worship, they can lift their hands, maybe even kneel, sing loud, read their Bible and pray. But once they walk out the doors, they're mean. They're unkind. They're harsh. No, no. Spiritual fitness includes prayer, Bible reading, 
getting to church, worship, but also it means we're becoming more and more like Jesus. We're developing his character in our lives. We're learning to love people. We're learning to care for people. So spiritual fitness, when I talk about that, is really becoming more and more like Christ in every area of our lives. So why should we bother to get spiritually fit? We've got to answer that question because if you're anything like me, it's hard to be motivated to do something if I don't have really, really good reasons to do it. So I want to share with you some reasons of why it is worth you making the time and effort to get yourself spiritually fit. Well, the first thing, if you're spiritually fit, is you will be strong. There's a scripture found in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So here's the point. When we are spiritually strong or spiritually fit, it's going to make us strong in all areas of our lives. And so when we face hassles, struggles, trials, disappointments, there'll be a strength within us, a spiritual fitness that can carry us through those difficulties. You and I know that some people look muscular. They look physically strong. And you think, boy, there's a strong woman or there's a strong man. And yet when they face a trial, they collapse. And it's almost like, wow, how did that happen? Then there's other people that look really quite weak, <laughs> frail. You know, there's not a lot to them. And yet when they face a trial, they seem to have this enormous strength. You see, the key to life is not physical fitness. As important as that is, but it's spiritual fitness. There's a couple of scriptures on that that, that I think add to this. Proverbs 18, 14. Spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. You know, it's amazing. Some people get sick and they just collapse. They just can't cope. Others get sick and they, there's this inner resolve. There's this inner strength to fight their way through it. You see, strength is in your spirit. That's why we talk about being spiritually fit. Some people, there's another scripture also in Luke 2 verse 40. The child, speaking about Jesus, grew and became strong in spirit. In other words, your spirit, your inner core, your person can become stronger and stronger and stronger. The Apostle Paul always amazes me. I'm sure he amazes you too. I mean, this guy faced hardships that I reckon if I faced, I would have collapsed under the pressure, would have quit, would have given up, would have gone into hiding, found a cave, done something, gone on an ocean cruise, just let me out of here. Let me read to you or share with you some of the things that Paul went through. And yet we know that he was, he endured all of these things and he spoke about joy and peace more than anyone else. Just listen to some of the things he went through. It says that um, he was in prison often. Well, that's enough to wipe a lot of people out. He faced death again and again. Five times he had 39 lashes. Three times he's beaten with rods. Three times he's shipwrecked. He had a day and a night in the deep. He had many sleepless nights, suffered hunger, thirst. He shivered in the cold, the Bible says. Plus add to that the burden of the churches. And scholars tell us that Paul was not strong physically. 
But Paul was spiritually fit. And so he can handle these enormous trials. Just think about it. This guy speaks about joy, peace, being blessed more than any, probably any of the writers in Scripture. And you wonder, a guy who went through so, all that sort of stuff, how could he speak like that? That is one of the reasons to get spiritually fit. You're going to be able to cope with hardships a lot better than you would if you weren't spiritually fit. All right. A second motivation to get spiritually fit found from the same scripture, Daniel chapter 12. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. When you're spiritually fit, you can do exploits for God. What does that mean? You can do things that are beyond your natural ability, beyond your skill level, beyond your capability of what you would normally think you can do. When you're spiritually fit, you start to achieve things that you never thought you could possibly do. I think, to some measure, Church Unlimited is reasonably spiritually fit. And so we punch above our weights. We do stuff that, gosh, I never thought we would do all over the globe, different countries, conferences and the like. I've said this before, but I personally believe for myself because I know I'm just about an average kind of person, but I punch well above my weight. I do things that I honestly never in my wildest imaginations thought I'd do or even had the capability of doing. But by getting myself spiritually fit, and I've got a long way to go, I'm able to do exploits for God. And sometimes I stand back and I think, my goodness, wow. But I know it's not me. I know it's God. It is worth making the effort to get spiritually fit and you'll become a higher achiever in the truest sense of the word in helping advance the kingdom of God. But even in your own workplace, even in your studies, even in your home, when you're spiritually fit, you're going to do far better than you would do otherwise. Another thing about being spiritually fit is that you'll know how to find God when you face trials that are bigger than yourself. Being able to connect with heaven, being able to connect with God. I've found over my course of my journey walking with God, running Church Unlimited, time and again, I've faced things that were bigger than me. And I've had to be able to find God in the crisis and find the strength and the help that he's been able to give me in those very trying and difficult times. David, King David, was a man after God's own heart, and he was certainly spiritually incredibly fit. You all know the story, or many of you know, at Ziglag, where everything had gone wrong, his, his city had been burnt down, his wife, the kids had been taken, they'd been plundered. Uh, the, the, his own men were thinking of stoning him. So we read this in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. David was greatly distressed. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're greatly distressed. And you're thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. And then these words, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Because David was spiritually fit, he was able to connect with God in the crisis. He was able to find God in the dark night of the soul. And here's something to keep in mind. Once you hit a crisis, it's too late 
to then develop spiritual fitness. You've got to be spiritually fit now and be prepared and ready so when a crisis does come, a disappointment does come, you are ready to handle it. And I've seen over the years people face a crisis, but because they're not in a good spiritual condition, some of them unfortunately collapse, some even walk away from God. And just as physical fitness, we know that it helps the body heal faster. So if you get injured, if you're physically strong and fit, that injury is going to heal faster than it would if, that, if you were in a terrible condition. Or people I've heard who have operations, if they're physically fit, they recover from the wounds and things that happen a lot faster. Well, in, in a spiritual sense, new face hurt, disappointment, abuse, criticism, pain of some kind, if you're spiritually fit, you will recover faster from those wounds. You'll be able to recover from the injuries that you sustain by maybe the way people or events have treated you. And also, you won't become bitter, but when you're physically fit, you're going to come out better. You know, I hope you've really seen that. It's worth your while to get spiritually fit. And it's the, the ability to find God in the crisis, the ability to pray when trouble comes, I reckon is probably one of the single greatest abilities or assets that you could ever have in your life. Because you know the next time something goes wrong, you're going to be able to pray, connect with God, and get yourself through that situation. Not only that, it's going to help you withstand temptation. Temptations that come our way, they're going to come at all of us at different times. And what we need to be able to do is to reach out to God and say, God, help me to overcome this temptation. It's coming in like a flood. It's going to overpower me. If you're not in touch with God, if you're not spiritually fit, it may just take you under or you may surrender to the temptation. I heard recently of a once was a great leader in the body of Christ. And he fell by the wayside. He gave into temptation, moral temptation. When he was asked about why this happened, the answer he gave was this. He neglected his relationship with God. He would get into the Word, maybe pray, but only to do sermons. But he didn't maintain spiritual fitness. And in the end, it got him. May you and I make sure we get ourselves spiritually fit so we can cope with the temptations that will surely come our way. So, okay, how can we get spiritually fit? Let me give you a few thoughts on that. We've got to first realize that we are body, soul, and spirit. So you develop the body, you get a prize fighter, you get a champion boxer, you get a great sports athlete. Develop the soul, as it were, the mind, that side of things. You get an academic, you get a professor, you get an intellectual. But develop the spirit, make that strong, and you get a man of God, you get a woman of God, you get someone who is able to walk with God and who can connect with God no matter what is going on. Here's something to remember. Your spirit and your connection with God is capable of tremendous development. I really think we've dumbed down Christianity so far that a lot of people barely walk with God, barely hear His voice, barely feel His presence. And yet, your spirit 
is capable of phenomenal development. So you can walk with God. You can know God. You can be a champion in the kingdom of God and be incredibly spiritually fit. You see, this is for everybody. Don't just look at me and think, oh yeah, well, look, we understand how you can pray and fast and do all that. No, 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 so can you. <laughs> I've, I've developed my spirit, man. I've got a long way to go, but so can you. And I would, I just love everyone to understand every Christian has the same Jesus in them, has the same Holy Spirit in them, has the same resurrection power in them. So we can all develop our relationship with God, our spirit to an extremely high level. Why don't you take that up as a challenge for this coming year? Billy Graham said, some people spend their whole life caring for the body, which will last a few years and let shrivel their spirit, which will last forever. That is a massive mistake. But I'm believing you're not going to make that mistake. You're going to put far more time to developing your spirit than your physical body. But hey, do both. Secondly, to get spiritually fit, you need to feed your spirit every day. Most of you know that if you don't eat for two or three days, you start to get weaker and weaker. And if that goes on for too long, you're going to be susceptible to bugs and flus and sicknesses and all kinds of stuff. So you automatically get into gear and you make sure you eat two or three times a day and keep yourself in reasonably good condition. Well, the same is true spiritually. If you don't feed yourself spiritually for a few days, oh yeah, you're going to be susceptible to temptation, to sin, things going wrong in your life. You get a hurt, it's going to be hard to recover from it. We've got to feed our spirit regularly on a daily basis. Now, I know how to feed my physical body. Um, I, can, I can give my body a fantastic feed. Just give me some chicken curry, lamb curry, vegetable curry. In fact, any kind of curry. Add a bit of lemon meringue pie and some ice cream. And I'm telling you, I have capacity equal to my opportunity to eat. I can feed my physical body like few people. In fact, I can eat most of the day. Just ask my wife. I often do. It's hard to keep me away from the pantry, especially in the evenings. So no problem doing that. But what's more important than that, the most important question is the ability to feed our spirit man. So most of you have no problem eating two, three times a day. And I know some of you, you eat five, six, seven times a day. I've seen you. I know it. I've got evidence, which I'm not going to bring out. But the question I want to ask you is how good are you at feeding your spirit man? When was the last time you really had a good, healthy meal? You know, you just got stuck in. You can probably give me a date. Well, when was the last time you gave your spirit a fantastic feed? You just locked into the Word. You locked into prayer, did some fasting, into worship, got into church, and you just fed that spirit man and made him stronger and stronger. See, I said to you, I know how to feed my physical man very well, but I've also learned how to feed my spirit man and also to make him very strong, but he still needs to get a lot more stronger still. Matthew 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. See, hunger for God, I believe, is one of the greatest single keys to feeding your spirit man. Ask God for a new hunger today. It's a prayer I think He will answer. And can I just encourage you, don't feed on a lot of media junk, gossip, 
too much TV and movies, all that kind of stuff, because our spirit will not develop. Focus on the things that feed your spirit. All right, the third way to feed your spirit, man, is obvious. So obvious, but <laughs> so often we don't do it. It's just reading the Word of God, picking up the Bible, opening the pages and reading. It's been great doing soul food or going through a Bible reading program. It's fantastic to do that because it puts you actually under a bit of pressure to make sure you get through those few chapters, a few verses. And if you're anything like me, you don't want to miss out. You don't want to kind of think, oh, well, I miss those books out there. There's something about a goal of getting through the Bible in a year. It's, it's a great way to feed your spirit. If you've never done it, I really do encourage you to get into a Bible reading program and persevere through it through the, throughout the whole year. Matthew 4 verse 4, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We live by the Word of God. We live by the voice of God. See, we're not just a physical being needing physical food. We're also a spiritual being needing spiritual food. And we need to feed our physical bodies, but just as much we need to feed our spiritual bodies as well. And just like you're on autopilot with feeding your physical body, I want to encourage you, get into autopilot into feeding your spiritual man. I believe I've got into an autopilot in terms of praying each day, reading my Bible each day. I don't have to think about it so much. It's just something I do naturally. Just like I eat, automatically, I'm slowly, I have learned to also feed my spirit man automatically. Job 23, verse 12. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Wow. Imagine you get into that place where you treasure God's word more than your daily food. Well, if it's in the Bible, it must be possible. I don't think I've got there yet. I love my food too much, but I wouldn't mind getting to the place where, boy, God, your word is more valuable to me and I treasure it more than even a good chicken curry or lamb curry or something like that. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and heart's delight. Wow. Imagine that. I've had times reading God's word when it's been my joy and my heart's delight. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. In fact, recently there's a verse of scripture God's given me. And every so often I pray it. And when I pray it, I feel this, this lift within me and this, this, this sense of achievement or excitement or something about it. I don't know what it is, but every so often, you know, I can, I can see what he said it was the joy and my heart's delight. And sometimes that can happen for us as well. Okay, how else are we going to speed us, uh, feed our spirit man? Well, here's a real obvious one that you all know, and that's just to get to church. If it's at all possible, you're not working, you're not sick, get to church every Sunday. It will feed your spirit man, especially if you engage in it. If you engage in the worship, not just sing the rote songs, <laughs> You know, so often you can sing the songs, your mind is miles away. It's in the bakery, it's at home, it's got a, at a problem. That won't feed your spirit, man. Sorry to say that. But if you'll connect with the words, and I encourage people, think about the words that you're singing. If you do that, one, you'll enjoy the singing, but also it'll feed your spirit, man. Listen to the word of God. Focus in, you know, lean into it. Hey, look, it may not be the best preacher. 
It may not be the best message. It doesn't matter. In the midst of it all, God can speak to you. When he speaks, you've received manna from heaven. It's made you a little bit more spiritually fit. I know even at services at Church Unlimited, sometimes the thing that speaks most to a person will be some testimony someone shares or a scripture that someone reads or just a fellowship they have with someone else. That's what brings a transformation. We had a preacher come through recently and I mean, he was outstanding. But he said one thing that really just jumped in me. And he said this, don't be lazy. When the alarm goes off, get out of bed. And I thought, oh, it's a word from heaven for me. You know, because sometimes, sometimes you just, don't you just want to roll over for that extra minute? <laughs> yeah, kidding, extra 10 minutes, extra 30 minutes. So the point I'm trying to make is that in a service, you never know what's going to feed you, but get to the services and let them feed you. There was an article called The Gym of the Soul by the movie star Rocky or Silver Stallone. He was raised in a Christian home, faced temptations, but he made a lot of bad choices. Basically, I guess, walked away from God. But then he made a new commitment to God. And he said this, the more he goes to church, the more it helps him. And he made a correlation between physical and spiritual fitness. And he said this, you need to have the, the, the expertise and guidance of someone else. You cannot train yourself in a physical sense, he was saying. And he said he feels the same way about Christianity and church. And he calls church as the gym of the soul or the gym of your spirit. And that's where your spirit gets trained by the help and the assistance of others. And there's thousands of physical fitness gyms all around the place. But there's also thousands of spiritual fitness gyms, churches. And I think Church Unlimited is one. And every campus from Kaitaia to Sydney is a spiritual fitness gym. I wonder which one of those is the most spiritually fit. That would be interesting to know, but I think only heaven could give us the answer on that one. But make sure you attend church, wherever it is, whenever it is, on a regular basis, and hopefully every week, because that will help you to get spiritually fit. Over the years, I've noticed some people have slowed down on church attendance. It's, it's always sad to see because it's a thin edge of the wedge. Slowly but surely, their spiritual witness or spiritual fitness wanes and goes down. They start reading the Bible less, start praying less. Before you know it, their heart wanders away from God. And some who never dreamed it possible actually end up stopped attending church and actually backslide away from God. It is absolutely tragic. Can I encourage you? Never allow your church attendance to wane. Keep it up. When you don't feel like going, go anyway. Just And bring your family with you as well because it's a real key to spiritual fitness. All right, just a couple more things and we'll wrap this up. Number five is worship. It's a powerful way to feed your spirit just through singing, music, and worship. John 4, 23 and 24, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Worship is like a spiritual fitness workout. It makes your spirit stronger and it gets you closer to God. You know, it takes effort to get up and go to a gym, doesn't it? 
And a lot of people start at gyms and then fall away from it because it takes too much effort. Well, it takes effort to get up and get spiritually fit, even to get to church, to open your Bible, to pray. It takes effort, but it's well worth the effort because once you're spiritually fit, the rest of your life is going to go better because what we're really saying is seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. My last point is this. Make, make getting spiritually fit the top priority in your life. There were 11 millionaires on the Titanic when it sank. One who survived was Major H.A. Puchin. He left $300,000 of his money, jewelry and securities in a box in the cabin. And he said, the money seemed a mockery at that time. I picked up three oranges instead. The key was knowing right priorities. And spiritual fitness must be our top priority. Having wrong priorities like buttoning up your shirt incorrectly. If you get the first button wrong, all the others line up wrong based on the first one. When we get the first button right, when we get God first, when we make being spiritually fit, number one above everything else, the rest of our life will line up. This year, today, as you listen to this message, Make a resolution, a determination with God's help that this year you're going to get more spiritually fit than ever before. It's one of the greatest decisions I believe you can ever make because everything else flows out of this one right priority. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. And I hand you back to your campus pastors.